0: Welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, my sweet friends, and welcome back to the Limitless Soul podcast. I'm so happy you're here. This is such a beautiful space for us to be able to connect and communicate outside of the noise of social media, outside of the noise of, you know, our outside world. It's a time where we can tune in together. As we're entering into this new season of the podcast, wrapping up my uh, microdose series and beginning to have guests back on, every other episode will be a solo episode and every other episode will be an amazing interview for you, an amazing conversation with people who I intuitively have come in alignment with and I believe will bring tremendous value to your life, um, help you open up, understand, connect more deeply. Um, And I'm learning right alongside with you. It's really beautiful to have these conversations here on important topics that I believe uh, we are needing in life right now. There's so much drama and polarization and push and pull and opinion-based narratives out there. And I want this to be a space that is beautifully neutral, loving, compassionate, enlightening, deep, and introspective. And I was going to today have a completely different topic for my solo episode. And today I had something really, really, really heavy happen. And I felt that it's really important for me to come on here and share with you um, some helpful tools to stay calm in the midst of chaos because there's so much. There is so much chaos. I mean, we invoked the divine feminine. We are asking for things to be shaken up. We are asking for the rigid masculinity to be blown wide open. And sometimes when that happens, it shifts all the way into the opposite direction and we get just that. Feminine energy is chaos. It is destruction. It is directionless. It moves and flows all over. It does not get pointed in a direction. And when that happens, we physically see it and we experience it because not to cause more suffering, not to make us punished, but to bring us into a centered space. It's supposed to be a very perfect blend of order and fluidity. And right now, as you're probably experiencing, a lot of non-structure, right? Um, and the structures that sometimes keep trying to be implemented are uh, cloaked in this veil of, this is good for you, this is gonna be helpful for you, this is the good for the good of all people, and it's disguised and it's actually oppressive and harsh and um not beneficial for for the expansion of our souls it's very oppressive um And we've seen this in so many different situations. We've seen people so separated and shunned for making choices that are in alignment with their own health, with their own bodies. Um, And we're just really seemingly to collectively have a hard time coming to a common ground, which is what is necessary in order to move forward. So until we can find that, things are going to keep shaking up. And um, tonight, it's literally this just happened a couple hours ago so i'm i'm feeling um i'm feeling really i'm feeling really edgy right now i feel i feel shaky i feel calm though i feel clear and i feel as though this needs to be shared um it was my son's 8th birthday today it's june 10th 2020 two, just for reference, if you're in the future listening to this. And um, we have just had another mass shooting in Texas. Um, It's been broadcast all over the country. Um, It has probably stained the inner vision of many parents. Um, Very traumatic, very uh, terrifying. Um, Probably the worst thing that you can viscerally feel as a parent or as someone who loves children, has children, um, cares about humanity. And tonight we took my son and his friend, my daughter, to a trampoline park, a really big trampoline park, and um, there was hundreds of kids there. And it was a glow session, so it was dark and everything's glow in the dark. And, um, everything was going great. We're about an hour and a half in, there was a half an hour left of this session. And, um, somehow, you know, we're in the back of this trampoline park. If you've ever been to one, it's like you walk in and then it kind of goes back pretty far, like almost like a warehouse, tons of trampolines and there's just kids and people everywhere. Right. But it's in the dark cause it's this glow session and, and we're in the very back of the building jumping, having a great time. Right. Right. And all of a sudden we see this mass of people just running like a crowd, like hundreds of people just running and screaming, screaming really loud, running towards the back of the building, and people are running around saying, There's somebody in here who has a gun. There's somebody in here who has a gun. And you know, I as a mother, the only thing that you care about is keeping. Your children safe. And just chaos everywhere. No order, no direction, chaos. And the full feeling arising in my body of my sympathetic nervous system kicking in, right? Being on high alert. My energy instantly shifted into. Uh, thinking about a solution and i instantly started to feel my body shifting a little bit into panic um you know it's a traumatic experience and so i am really thankful i have practices to remind myself even in a, in a moment like this that panic is not something that will help and i have to drop into a space of focus and direction and clarity and at first i'm like you know, my, my little kids looking at me so scared. They're so terrified. And, um, at first I tried to go underneath a trampoline and like hide. And then, something within me was like, you need to get out of here. So I'm like walking through and I kept saying, breathe, breathe. I'm holding both my babies, both my kids, breathe, 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 breathe. And I'm just looking at every single person as I'm walking by reading energy, reading energy, reading energy. What's the energy here? What's the energy there? Is this energy safe in this direction? Like listening so deeply to my intuition, like I never, ever have before. Is it safe to go in this direction? Should I go in this direction? And just navigating how do I get out of here and I'm following a breath pattern and I'm keeping myself present and um, I finally found someone who worked there and they said I don't think someone in here has a gun I think that somebody that rumor started and it just fled through there like wildfire and of course with in light of things that have been happening everybody in this entire freaking place panicked the entire place went crazy and, um, so I talked to this person. there's security guards, and there's probably like fifteen police cars outside with their lights on. And I looked at my car. I could see it in the parking lot. And I ran, grabbed my kids, and I ran to the car, and we were out of there in like five seconds. I still honestly don't know what happened, And I pray to God nothing happened. I haven't even turned on the news to look. And I'm sharing this because. I think it's incredibly important, incredibly important to have tools and skills in times of mass chaos because it is everywhere. People are unwell. People are unwell. This has happened through fear porn. Fear porn has been flooding the media. TikTok, news stations, um, opinion pieces. Anywhere you you go to like listen to an opinion, it is rooted in fear because that is what is proven to keep people's attention. It's what's proven to keep people coming back. Because subconsciously, somewhere in us, we are addicted to being on edge. We are addicted to drama. We are addicted to hearing bad things and dark things and horrible things. And until we heal that, until we figure out how we can heal that, and every time we want to be pulled into the drama, I mean, reality TV, look what it has done. It has reeled us into drama. It used to be just soap operas. Now you're reeled into drama. And what does that do to your body? What does that do to your mind? It causes you to be completely shut off. From your intuition and from peace and presence and clarity of mind. It pulls us completely out of the body and it roots us in our heads. And our heads, oftentimes in crisis, are filtering through a million thoughts and are reactive, emotionally reactive, instead of emotionally intelligent action being taken. We have to act appropriately in situations that are chaotic instead of panic. The reason that I'm sharing this with you, I want to share two pranayamas, two breathwork practices that you can start practicing. I just want you to hear them. I want you to feel them. This is what I share. This is what I'm so passionate about. I need people to hear and feel that there is access to things that will support you likely you're a leader. You have some sort of connection with others. Maybe you're of service. Maybe you're a parent, a guardian. Um, Maybe you have a community around you that sometimes people seek guidance from you. And it's important that we have some tools to keep us calm and present and that our nervous systems at any point when we start feeling completely in our heads we can pull ourselves back into a place of being clear and grounded in the body and make emotionally intelligent actions and not emotional reactions. Emotional reaction is what happened tonight. Chaos. It's what happened, unfortunately, at other situations like this, where there's not clear direction. No one's grounded in their bodies. There's too many thoughts going on. This is the element of air. This is being in the head. And the low road, the the side of air that is not centered is indecisive, can't make a decision, have a hard time focusing, can't get clear on direction. You're reactive. And there's just too many thoughts. It's anxiety. And these two practices work on the element of air. So working on the intellect, working on that higher space of thought in the mind, working with the mind to bring yourself back into presence. Because in moments like this that I just went through, if I hadn't had the practices that I've had, I'd probably be swirling in chaos, just like these people crying and freaking out, running aimlessly, screaming, adding to the chaos instead of the group being focused and having a calm direction. <sighs> and I just imagine a world where we all have these tools and they're becoming more readily available. There's many apps that you can find and use that are teaching breath work, that are teaching yoga skills that are much deeper than just getting a pretty body or a toned butt. like it's, we need to be accessing these kinds of things learning more about yourself and the way that you respond to situations and the way that you interact with life. Life is going to throw us every single emotion, every single challenge that is in the book because that's what life does. It's not going to be easy. And as soon as it starts getting pretty easy, something is bound to happen. And if we're not prepared, it will consume us. Okay, so the first practice that I want to share with you is called shitali. And you can also find it on the internet as like taco breath. And the reason they call it that is because your tongue is going to stick out of your your lips and curl inward like a taco. So you can go ahead and practice that. Turn your tongue inward. And you're going to inhale through the tongue with the edges turned in. Go ahead and do that if you're not driving. Breathe in as much as you can, then suck your tongue in and hold your breath. Three, two, one. Exhale slowly out the nose. Exit all the air. Breathe in again through the tongue, like you're breathing in through a straw. Feel the cool air. Notice the cool air calming you down, bringing you into your body, into a present connection, feeling air in through the mouth, through coolness. Bring the tongue in. Hold the breath. Three, two, one. Exhale slowly out the nose, all the air. This is calming the nervous system, bringing you into a sympathetic state, a clear state, a present state. Do one more. Curl the tongue. Inhale through the tongue like a straw, feel the cool air, notice it. Relax your shoulders if you're scrunching them, suck the tongue in, hold the breath. Exhale through the nose slowly. And just notice how you feel. Notice your body shift. Notice the mind slow down, the heart rate slow, come into a more calm rhythm. You can feel your skin, you can feel your body, maybe you can feel your bottom sitting on the seat. It brings you into a state where you're present and relaxed and focused and calm. And in times of chaos and when we're really stirred up, we need to bring ourselves into this state. Breathing really fast. <laughs> ramps up our sympathetic state, can bring us into a panic attack. <laughs> Anything through the mouth that's fast and becomes uh, into a really strict rhythm, it it heightens you. So we need practices available that will calm us down. That's one that you can practice. I taught that to my daughter and my son. They're eight and nine. And they love it. And I didn't tell them what it was. I just said, okay, let's practice this. And I taught them the practice. And they think it's funny because it's called taco breath. And my daughter said, oh, it feels so calming. It feels so cooling. I feel so relaxed. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you're in an already heightened state, like you can, you're in a situation where it's very chaotic and you feel like it's rising up. It can bring you right back into it, brings you into fierce presence, piercing presence, because you need to do what you need to do in those moments, and you can't be in your head. Okay. The next one is Ujjayi breath. This is also called the ocean breath, and it's all in and out the nose and you're going to restrict the throat as you're breathing in and out so that you can feel uh, resistance as the air moves from the nose down to the lungs and expands the lungs and from emptying out contracting the lungs coming back through the throat out the nose so you keep the mouth closed let's try this practice breathe in through the nose restrict the throat Fill up as much as you can. Hold the breath for three, two, one, and exhale through the nose. Restrict the throat. Try again. Breathe in through the nose. Almost like you're uh, squeezing the back of the throat together to create a more narrow space. Bring all the air into the lungs and hold. And then contract the lungs. Squeeze all the air out. And feel it come from the lungs up the throat and out the nose. And try one more. Try not to scrunch your shoulders. Hold your breath. Maybe you notice ringing. Exhale out the nose. And then let go of that practice. Just breathe natural. And notice how you feel now. This really pulls you into the body by feeling vibration through the throat, by feeling the uh, tightness of the air. So you're slowing down the airflow instead of... Really quick in through the nose. You can see the difference. It slows everything down so that the air is moving really, really slowly, but still in and out through the nose. And this is really, really helpful if you're really worked up and you need to slow down really quickly. It brings you into tremendous focus into the body so that you can listen to your intuition, you can listen to yourself. When me and my kids were running out of this building, I just kept repeating to them out loud, breathe, 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 breathe. And I started slowing it down and just reminding them, breathe, breathe, breathe. Breath Breath is our most powerful ally. I know these situations, they suck. Being in a traumatic situation, a very chaotic situation that feels unfair. It feels upsetting, anger, frustration, disgust. These emotions are perfectly normal, perfectly rational, perfectly necessary. But in a time of chaos, we want to stay calm and we don't want to emotionally react to the anger. We don't want to emotionally react to the disgust, the disdain that we have for others who are acting out of alignment with love, outing act, out of alignment with compassion. We don't want to take out that exact same energy back into the world. So We have to be emotionally intelligent and take action. Take appropriate action. Be fierce. Be courageous. Be strong. But be present and grounded. (sighs) I hope that this supports you. I... I had to sit with myself for a minute to, to know if this was something I really should be speaking about. I know there's so much, so much, there's so much fear right now, frustration and anger and disgust. And we oftentimes want to put blame somewhere. We want there to be something we can blame to make it right, to fix it. I want that too. I, I, my ego wants that. My soul knows that this is how we start. We have to start in this place and then take action. Nothing good is going to happen coming from an emotionally charged state. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here for this journey, for this experience together. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave you with uh, a little passage. I one of my favorite books is called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. Um I'm going to probably say this wrong. I'm really bad at saying saying names sometimes. Chigom Chungpa. And he is a really, really well-known um, Tibetan monk, Tibetan uh, Buddhist teacher. And cutting through spiritual materialism was a book that one of my teachers recommended to me several years ago, and I have read it many, many times. I have so many highlighted sections and and little dog ears in this book. I highly recommend it if you uh, realize you're on a spiritual path, and sometimes you. Are confused about the spiritual path. Am I on it? Am I not? Is this right? Is this wrong? What am I doing? Um, it answers so many questions and goes through amazing topics about surrender, initiating yourself into this path uh, and choosing to be on this path or not. It Talks about self de- deception. Um, and then talks about some Buddhist uh, topics like the Four Noble Truths, the Bodhisattva path, um, and then it gets into tantra as well. So this is from the tantric section of cutting through spiritual materialism, and it's uh, it's talking about um, this story about uh, Milarepa's um, journey, who was a really well known yogi in Tibetan, uh, the Tibetan culture, and without going into too much detail, basically. Um, he is is struggling to um, stay present, stay peaceful when all of these demons are like coming at him <laughs> in meditation. Um, similar to the Buddha when Buddha is meditating and uh, Mara starts to uh, test Buddha, and in this story. Um, Maitreya is being tested, and I'll just read a little bit of this to you because I think it's really helpful um, in times where we're like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can stay. I don't know if I can combat these inner demons, these outer demons that I'm experiencing or noticing in my life. Um, so it says in this chapter, thousands of demons assemble to terrify and attack Maitreya while he is meditating, but he preaches to them is open and accepting, willing to offer them his whole being, and they are subjugated. At one point, five demonesses, beginning to realize that they cannot frighten Milarepa, sing to him. If the thought of demons never rises in your mind, you need not fear the demon hosts around you. It is most important to tame your mind within. On the steep path of fear and hope, they lie in ambush. And later, Mila Ripa says, Insofar as the ultimate, or the true nature of being, is concerned, there are neither Buddhas nor demons. He who frees himself from fear and hope, evil and virtue, will realize the insubstantial and groundless nature of confusion. Samsara, which is illusion, uh, will then appear to be the mahamudra itself. In Sanskrit, mahamudra is the great seal, um, the great hold, the great bind. And it's this union of all apparent dualities, right? Good and bad, right and wrong. It's it's being this and. It's being both at once. It's not seeing life as right and wrong in its perfect equanimity. And I think we spend our whole lives trying to uh, surrender enough to be in that space. But Certainly, pranayama practices like I shared with you today, um, meditation, um, and also just mindfulness of what you're consuming. Ask yourself what you're consuming all day. I know it's hard. Like, there's so many things that want to pull us in, but the more present we can be with nature, the sun, the moon, looking at the stars. When was the last time you laid out on a blanket and looked up at the stars? When was the last time you just took a walk without any music or a podcast or like taking pictures of yourself or Instagramming while you're doing it? When was the last time you dedicated yourself to some sort of practice for at least a week and you did it every single day and you noticed that you were different? You noticed something was changing. You know, these are things that we can do right now. And it's hard sometimes because everything in the outside wants to pull us in, wants to, hey, look at, you know, look at this, look at this. These are these demonesses. They want to pull us in. They want us to get mad. They want us to get angry. They want us to emotionally react and be charged. (sighs) And probably I'll have to do another podcast about like, what are these demonesses? What is this force of evil, perceived evil that's trying to control us? And how can we be? in union with that and perfect presence and love, you know? If the thought of demons never rises in your mind, so if we never think about things as bad and evil, they're evil, they're disgusting, they're terrible, they're doing this, they're doing that. If that never rises in our minds, we don't need to fear we don't need to fear them they don't exist we're not we're not feeding them we're not giving them power they can't exist they cannot exist if we do not feed them the the terrible things we see and consume that we go this is not right but i can't stop watching it can't exist if we don't feed it and it's most important to tame your mind within so bringing your in yourself inward that is the practice we have to learn to sit with ourselves everything we don't like everything that scares us, we have to find support and guidance and safe spaces and brave spaces and courage within to be with ourselves and look at all of it. On the steep path of fear and hope, they lie in ambush. So as we're climbing this mountain, as we're on this journey, this spiritual journey of being a limitless soul, of expanding yourself, of opening yourself up to abundant limitless love to an expansive consciousness that can hold so much love there's going to be things hiding in 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 the shadows just wanting to try to challenge you and there's many ways we can be aware of this through astrology through understanding your natal chart through m- practicing meditation through plant medicine through communing with nature there's so many different ways but we have to keep finding our way back to that truth thank you so much for being here tonight um or today or where whatever time of day wherever you're located i appreciate you so much for being here um i'm so happy to be back on the podcast and be able to connect with you in this way it's really special to me and i feel um I feel as though this place, this space in the ether is is a place where we can come and connect and be able to uh, really talk about what we want to talk about. So thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.